0: Anyone here heard of the day of the Lord? Have you ever heard of the day of the Lord? One person in the back, two people. You guys are an unresponsive audience tonight. I said this place is not going to be an oil painting. It's going to be a, come on. You're going to be like my iPad. You respond when I push and touch things, right? Okay. But I just want to awaken us to the day of the Lord tonight. Because it's important. How many want the day of the Lord to come? That's a trick question. <laughs> yeah, because something may happen if you're not aligned with the Lord. Things can happen. You know, fire is coming. Fire is coming. So I just want to read to you what Peter said about the day of the Lord. Second Peter 3.10. This is not my text. I am actually going to preach from the last chapter of the Old Testament tonight. And it's going to be full. Well, how, that worship was awesome tonight, huh? So good. You know why? Because you're all here. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. When hungry people come together and they begin to worship, it just brings the presence of God and such strength in one place. And so with hunger comes presence. Amen. Second Peter 3, 10 through 14. You don't even need to look it up. How's that? You can look at it later. Just write it down. But the day of the Lord will come as what? A thief in the night. In which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. And the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in, it will be burned up. (laughs) How's my text tonight going? (laughs) Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and in godliness? Looking for the hastening, say hastening, Hastening. that's quickening, that's God coming in a faster fashion than you thought before. The hastening, the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved again. That messes me up, that the heavens are going to be dissolved. What does that mean? The skies aren't going to look like they look like right now, because there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, right? And so nevertheless, it said, be dissolved, being on fire. You can say on fire. Fire. And the elements will melt with fervent heat. Talking a lot about fire tonight. Nevertheless, we, according to the promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. And verse 14 says this. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things. What? What? Looking forward to fire coming to the earth, consuming the earth, consuming the heavens, Peter says, we look forward to these days. Why? Because he's on the right side of the cross. Right? So be, ju- be diligent, it says, to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. I'm going to pray for you all before I preach tonight. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that teaches us the word. You're the only teacher. And Lord, I pray you use my mouth. uh, (laughs) However you choose to ride in on this place, I'll be the donkey. And Lord, I thank you for your love, for your presence for every person in this place. Lord, help us to understand what day and what time we live in. And help us to grab hold of the promises of truth that are for our lives right now, right now, in this place. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit that opens up these things to us. That we're not short-sighted, as Peter says. We don't want to be short-sighted. But I declare that everyone's eyes would be open and the power of heaven would come to us. That we'd have an encounter tonight that would break forth and dawn would break in our hearts tonight. That there would be an awakening in our hearts tonight. And that we would step into new places that we haven't seen before. We'd step into our breakthrough tonight. And we bless you, God, and thank you. In Jesus' name. Malachi chapter 4. Don't say I didn't speak any word tonight. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. And all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up. Sounds the same as I just spoke to you about, right? Peter knew his Bible. Yeah, he was a good Jewish boy. Says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them with neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Everyone say, thank you for the anointing. You. you shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. And on the day that I do this, the Lord says, the Lord of hosts says, Remember the law of Moses, my servants, which I commanded him in Horeb, for all of Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet, before the coming and great and dreadful day of the Lord and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers lest I come and strike the earth with a curse that is the whole chapter of chapter 4 I'm going to preach the whole thing God willing and we'll see what happens but I want to I want to just say to you and speak to you that fire changes everything Fire changes how everything looks. When the fire of God touches your life, it changes your perspective. The Bible says right here, it says what? It said, said that He's coming. Behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. How many want to be in a burning oven? Don't Raise your hand. But I just thought of, because sometimes it's important when we see things in Scripture, and it's mentioned first. And it says in Genesis 15, ready, if we go all the way back, come on, reel it all the way back to the beginning of the Old Testament, and Abraham's participating in a covenant. Say participating. You're you're participants in what God's about to do in your life. You have to participate. You have to cooperate. And God came to Abram, he was Abram still, his name was not changed. And and the Lord spoke a word to him, and the word was a promise of that he said, Come with me. Imagine this, the, the Lord of all the universe saying, Come outside with me. But that's what he spoke to Abram, and he said, Come outside with me. And he said, I'm gonna show you this. And he said, Look into the sky, and he says, This. See the sky, see the stars, all the stars, they're yours. That's that's how your descendants will be because he's saying, God, I have no one, I have not one heir. He said, and who is Eliezer going to be the heir to the throne of my place? And the Bible says this, that he took him outside and he showed him. His covenant to him. He showed him and God wants to show you, if he hasn't shown you already, the promises that he has for each one of you. And I'm telling you this, that when the fire of God comes, it comes in a covenantal way. Because the way he came in the earth, he showed Abraham what he was about to do in his life. And then he shows him the river Euphrates and he says, "This, all this land belongs to you. He showed him his descendants and then he showed him the land. He showed him his harvest and he showed him the land. And the land and the harvest have all the same thing to do with each other. Hello? You can't grow something without land. You can't have people. You can't grow up sons and daughters without some place to, to raise them up. Especially if there are as many as the, as the stars in the sky. Right? And so it says this in, in Exodus fifteen seventeen. It says, it came to pass. Now here's what's happening. He makes the covenant. He says, show me these things. And he's asking him, what does it look like? And God shows him exactly what it looks like. How many want to know what your destiny looks like? You have to ask the Lord what it looks like. What did I say at the beginning of this whole thing? Matthew 7, 7. What's the key to his presence? What's the key to access to his life? To To our great life in God is the key to ask if you don't ask he won't take it if you don't want to give it up he won't take it if I don't want if I don't wanna if I can't get him to open the door then I have to ask because it's not anything about what you're doing And we're gonna talk about change in a moment it came to pass that when the Sun went down and it was dark behold There appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch. Here's what happened. He gets instruction, you're going to bring an offering. Wasn't I talking about offerings before? Come on, somebody. It's covenantal. Offering is covenant. So he brought a heifer and a cow and all these things, and he brought three, and he cut them in two, except for the birds, because you can't cut the birds in two for whatever reason. And here it goes. He brings this and he puts it before the Lord. And you know what? There were birds that tried to come down and mess with his offering. Come on, there's always going to be demonic powers that come down and try and mess with what you're trying to offer God. It's those thoughts, it's those dark things that come in and try to mess with what you're thinking and how you're about to release something to the Lord. So it says this, that Abram went like this and he shooed the things away. He got rid of whatever was coming after the covenantal offering. And it says this, that he went down and it says he, they appeared, there appeared a smoking oven. All of a sudden, supernaturally, didn't say Abram made a fire, didn't say that. Do you read your Bibles? It says all of a sudden, a burning torch was passed between the two pieces. And you know what that tells me? That tells me when the spirit of burning comes, it's going to pass through whatever we're doing. Here's what I think. It was fiery angels moving between and and noting a covenant between Abram and God. It says this. It says, on the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying to your descendants, I have given the land, the river of Egypt, to the great river Euphrates. That's a whole span of land. That's a lot more than you can, oh, Ephesians say, ask, think, or imagine. It's more than you can ask, think, or imagine. And sometimes we're thinking, God doesn't have a whole lot for me today. Come on, someone. I believe this is what's happening, that the spirit of burning is coming to the church. I believe that fire is coming to the church. How many are saved and bought by the blood of Jesus today? Good, you're okay. Because here's what's going to happen. It's just like Isaiah said, I see the day coming and the night. He said, I see a day coming where the, the glory of the Lord is coming, but I see night. There's a lot of darkness and great darkness covering a people, right? But the glory of the Lord is shining on a people. And that's why he tells us, Arise, shine, for your light is come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I know it's prophetic of Jesus, but when the light of God that came from Jesus now comes to you, then you've got the glory and the light of the Father on your life. And you can't forget that. Because we start forgetting things spiritual amnesia, amnesia takes place and we don't grab hold of what God's about to do because we start thinking wrong thoughts. So then it says this, that every, everything that's high, right? What was, what was the word of the Lord? It says this, it says, all the proud, yes, all oh, pride. may take me a while. But pride... Pride is the very thing that gets in the way of God moving in your life. Hello. And he says he's going to burn that thing down so that even the roots of it are gone. That's the iniquities that keep, keep us bound to old thinking. Our mother, father, granddaddy, you, you know, some Native American did something 100 million years ago that you, you're paying for now. Hello. But it says this, when the fire of God comes to your life, all those things are changed. What did I say before? Fire changes everything. The fire of God will change everything inside of you. And I'm saying this, that it is a judgment fire, because he's going to test. What does the Bible say? It says he tests by fire. I know, not a popular message today. But that's okay. It's good for you. The Holy Spirit wants to come to you in fire. And I'm telling you, if you feel, sometimes it is about how you feel. Sometimes you can't blame it on your feelings. Because sometimes you, you're hurt because of what happened in your past. Well, forget about your past. Because the Bible tells me to forget it and go forward. I can't, I can't continually blame. Shift. Come on. We're, we're human and we do it. I blame this. I blame that. I blame my mama, my grandmama, my father's mama. They're all mamas. I blame them. Because I can't get myself aligned with God. Open the key. Ask. Take out the key. Ask. Ask the Lord to come. Ask him to come in. I might need a towel. You cut off all the cool air. says, On that day, the day which is coming, it shall burn them up, the Lord his host says, and will neither leave root or branch. What does that mean? The fire is coming to take the root, the root of every problem, the root of everything that's been holding things back. If I go back to think about all the things, right, I start meditating. Last week I was talking about meditating on all the, all the things that I used to hide away. I used to get articles, I used to put away magazines, all about awakening. All about revival. All about the healing move of God. All about the presence of God. And I'm telling you, just as there's roots that need to be burned out, that came a couple hundred years ago, because we turned our backs towards a life of awakening, towards a life of miracle signs and wonders, you know, 50, over 50 years ago. There was a, a blazing move of God with signs, wonders, and healings all over, the, all over the Americas. Tents filled with thousands of people. God's healing presence moving. And I'm not just, I, I just believe God wants to do this. It's not just about another revival because revival is Temporary awakening will change generations, right? So it says this, verse 2, but those who fear my name, those who fear my name, how many fear the Lord? How many fear more than man? How many fear more than our thoughts? I hope so. Perfect love casts out all fear. It says, who fear my name and the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and shall go out and grow fat. like calves. second point is this, that the righteous right, we've been touched by the fire of God, now the righteous are going to burn bright because I'm going to tell you this, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, that the righteous burn bright they burn brighter than your neighbor come on, you want to burn brighter than that guy I don't know if you can, but you, come on you want to burn brighter than him come on I'm telling you, you want to grow, you want to burn brighter. Daniel says the righteous shine like the sun. That was Daniel's prophecy over you. (laughs) That the righteous shine like the sun. And it says this, that Jesus is what? The king of righteousness, right? He brought us into fullness and righteousness, right? And so we can't, you can't live under this, this mentality that I'm I'm a stinking sinner. Hello, and if you're not, if you're not, if you haven't received Jesus in this place tonight, guess what? You get an opportunity tonight. Right? Holy Spirit wants to touch people and doesn't want us to be condemned because God is not looking to beat you down. God is looking to raise you up and to make you shine brighter, not brighter than Him, but He wants you to burn bright. And he wants you to burn for a long time. Not a flash in the pen, not just for the eight weeks, not just for a few days, but he wants you to burn bright, brighter than the stars. And the gift of righteousness has been given to each one of us. You've been made righteous. You've been made righteous. Righteous. You've been made righteous. There's nothing else that you have to just understand that. And you have to get past the fact that all the things that I may have done in the past have separated me from God. But now they don't anymore because when the, when the blood of Christ comes and you've been set free and completely healed of your thinking and yourself. yo. Know, That the power of who he is and the righteous one is now living inside of you. Making it not the righteousness of your own like the Bible says. But it's his righteousness. Because when he looks down and he looks at you, he sees the blood of Jesus. Because we're constantly in this place of communion with God. And we don't move outside of that. So the Holy Spirit has baptized us with fresh oil. And you're righteous. That's why Peter refers to the day of the Lord, right? He said that, isn't that in that first verse that I, that I shared with you. It says, the church is to be a people who love and live a holy life. Come on, uncompromising. Sold out. It says, be diligent to be found by him in peace. Without spot and blameless. And can I tell you tonight that's who you are? Without spot, completely pure. Well, I don't feel pure. I understand that. But God's made you pure, He's made you completely pure. And He wants you to live your life and your conduct, right? You conduct yourselves as ambassadors. That means you represent, you represent, you represent Jesus Christ. And when you do that, all righteousness is yours and you walk in the fullness of who he is. Correct? And then we get this amazing thing that the Bible talks about. That the son of righteousness... The one who's righteous rises with healing in his wings. And I don't know if anyone in this room's ever been healed by the presence of power of God. If you can, you should be shouting for joy, because God has healed your body, or healed your mind or brought you out of something, because I know somewhere in this room someone has been brought out of something that the Lord Jesus gets the glory for. But we know that it says this, that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. And so just as he's anointed him, right? This is what they're testifying. This is what the book of Acts is testifying of after they just healed a man. Waiting. Probably Jesus walked by him. And Jesus didn't heal him. Because he was that way for a long time, but this is what they testified of: that he anointed and healing all those who are oppressed of the devil. He went about doing good. That's what Jesus did. That's what your mission is. I'm going to just brag on God. Can I give you a testimony? It's funny. I just found out last week when I was at the when we were at the outreach that we pray we were I was we were invited to a, uh, a gathering of 10 days of prayer at a church up in Manchester and I guess one of the it was one of the ladies who was the principal of the um, the Christian school in Salem I believe she's sick with some type of chronic you know it'll take her life and so I guess here's what happened I find out like months later well, that's weird I, you know, you want to know Listen when God heals you When God touches you When you get set free You got to tell people Don't just keep it to yourself You got to let people know Brag on Jesus It's good It's a good thing So she had some type of Degenerative disease going on in her eye I think it's through her whole body And I, she was partially blind Or fully blind I don't know what the story was But when the group of us went up there and we prayed for her, her eye got completely regenerated. But it's not just for church meetings. Come on. It's for wherever you are, wherever you stand at the bus stop, wherever people are broken and need healing. God wants to touch people. The son of righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out, and you shall go out, and you shall go out. out. And go out with what? And grow fat. You know what fatness represents in the Bible? A couple things. Does, it does represent laziness and the loss of the anointing. But it represents the oil because fat is the oil. It says this, grow fat like stalled calves, meaning you've been, you've been touched and you've been fed the good word of God and you taste The age to come. Oh, what would that be? That would be the day of the Lord. That would be the day when he's here and he's coming. And guess what? He's not just coming on one certain day. He's coming in a bride. He's showing up on earth through a bride. He will physically come. Don't get me wrong. Come on now. Don't start saying I wasn't saying certain things. But he is coming in a bride. And he's coming to the earth to touch folks to bring folks into a whole new place the church hello of living not quiet listen i had a thought this week <laughs> wanna hear my thoughts it's funny how we can be really crazy and, and really excited about certain things. Like we let loose on stuff. And we're passionate about stuff. But when it comes to moving in the anointing, when you're in that place and God calls you, we all of a sudden shrink back. And God's trying to come on. I should say, take the shoe off with a shoehorn, pop you out. Because he wants us to walk outside. He does not want you to be constricted. He doesn't want your life to be constricted by the things that are around you. And then we're really crazy and exuberant and out of control. Because I can be that way. But I don't seem to get, you know, I don't hold back when I'm in here. But God wants you to be outside your box at all times. Because the anointing doesn't just pop on you for a few minutes while you're in church and leave. The anointing's on you all the time. So don't be psycho about certain things and non-psycho about Jesus and giving him away. Hello? Because I've seen crowds go crazy over sports. We can get nuts. I'm usually calm, pretty much. Yeah, people saying, no, you're not. But God wants us to live in a place where we're outside of it. Then he said this, you shall trample... What did I do? I had to scratch my face, sorry. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be... Ashes under your soles of your feet. And on that day, on the day that I do this, under the soles of your feet, what does that mean? That means you walk in power and authority. And God doesn't want you to be outside of any place that he's given you authority. The word that he he tramples speaks of utter destruction. That means he's utterly destroyed death. You're not going to have eternal life. You have eternal life. Yet we live like mere mortals. You can say, ouch. It's true. We live like we're here. And our time's on a clock. And it is. But you are an eternal being right now. You live out of eternity right now. Your life is Full in God right now, is it not? God's come into this place and he's touched you and the Holy Spirit's living inside of you and eternity lives inside of you. The eternal one. Hello. And so Jesus defeated everything. Every enemy. There's not one thing that Jesus has not defeated. I don't care if you're in this room and you think, well, he hasn't fixed that yet. I'm telling you right now, God has authority over it. It may not look like it yet, but God will ultimately take authority over those things that you have yet to see. And then he goes into talking about Moses. He goes, remember the law, right? He says, remember the law. And we need to remember what God said. Hello, speaking of the Word. You need to remember the Word of God. You need to remember the things that God has spoken to you. You need to live out of the place where God has spoken things to you. And then he speaks about Elijah coming. And at some point we have to understand that God is coming. Yes, through His Word. But He's also coming through the miracle ministry of Elijah the prophet. Because Elijah came and he came to prepare the way of the Lord. The spirit of Elijah. It came to make every mountain go low. It came to make every crooked path go straight. So every place where we're under, we can't get our way and we don't know our way, he's there to change and make a way. He's there to make a way. He's not there to live outside of our situation and not make a way. I don't care if it's financial. I don't care if we're fighting addictions tonight. I don't care what's happening. God is above it. And if you get his perspective, you see from the place where he is. But somewhere we lose our mind. I said that before. We get lost and we, get, we don't remember who we are. But I tell you that Paul had an answer. He said it to the Galatians. Galatians chapter 3. It says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should, o- should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? Me- saying what? Paul's saying, Listen, you've got to remember the cross. And the cross has all dominion over everything. I don't care what you read in the law. That's what he's saying to, the, to these readers. He's saying, I don't care what you see in the law and the texts and all the things that you study so much because you need to unlearn some things that God is in everything and the cross has dominated it. Yes. says this, then then the o- this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law? How many receive the spirit by works of the law? Or by hearing of faith. Yeah. Then he rebukes the church. He says, why are you fools? Why are you foolish? Having begun in the spirit, you are now being made perfect by the flesh. And how many of us try and change things? God gives us an idea. God gives us a promise. And then we try to work it. It goes back. Come on. It goes right back. I'm telling you, my text goes right back to where I started. It goes right back to Abraham goes right back to the faith of Abraham and believing what God was about to do and whether he believed or not God was saying look at this and look at this and this is how it's gonna go and then what did he do? He went with his maidservant instead of his wife and tried to make the promise of God happen some other way instead of just going the path that God spoke right Having begun in the Spirit, you're now made, you're now being made perfect by the flesh. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, how many of never mind, I'll leave that alone. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? I'm telling you right now, there's got to be a marriage. Hello. There's got to be a marriage of the Word of God and the Spirit of God that brings us into the fullness of who He is in our lives. Because once you receive the words from the Lord and the Spirit of God comes upon your life, then you can do everything. I'm telling you, if God gives you a promise, it's not something that won't happen. It's not a God, it's not a good idea. It's God's idea. And if God's idea has been given to you, then you need to walk it out. Ask, seek, knock. There's something of the spirit of God that God wants us to understand that listen, when there was trans Remember remember when Jesus was transfigured who showed up? Moses and Elijah. We have here in the book of Malachi, 400 years, it's about to be silent after the words I I spoke here. 400 years that God is not going to speak to anyone. So it's recorded. Until Jesus Christ, the King of glory, comes into the world. In other words, here is the law. Here's the word. And he says that Elijah, look at your neighbor and call him Elijah. I'm serious. Because Elijah is the one that prepares the way for the coming of the king. Listen, guys. We're we're a generation, because I'm going to talk about generations right at the end here. Because the Holy Spirit wants to join us with every generation Multi-generational. This thing can't happen. It won't go. It won't fly. It won't happen. Until everyone comes together. Hello. It won't happen. Until the hearts of the fathers are turned to the sons. Until the sons, or daughters, are turned to the father's. And mothers, daughters, vice versa. Come on. The Spirit of God is saying today, today, we want to hasten the day of the Lord. I want God to come and invade my city. I want Him to come and invade the state. And I'm telling you, it's not going to happen by maybe debating about what that looks like. Can we just get past some things? I'll drink to that. Ready? Here it is. We've got to activate our faith, guys. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But here's what happens. You need the spirit of God on your life. I don't care you can blab anything you want if it's not by the spirit of God my confession doesn't make things happen my faith makes things happen oh no no excuse me it's the faith of God that makes things happen it's not it's not my faith right I've been called to believe but I, I activate and I move things by the faith of God in my life Because if the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives and dwells inside of me, then something that you're believing God for is living inside of of you and needs to be activated by the one who's received it already. You don't even know what you've received. Do you? You don't even know what you received. Because just as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. There we go again. It was, that came right out of the text that I read to you earlier. It was just the, before it. Therefore, know that, the, that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. That's why I spoke the Abrahamic blessing over you earlier. You're sons of Abraham. You've been engrafted in. That means that righteousness abides in you, that means that the faith has been given to you. That you can call those things that be not now as though they were. That's not. (laughs) I gotta hold my tongue sometimes, sorry. I'll say it. That's not hyperfaith not hyper-faith It's you must believe God you have to believe the Lord you have to believe God's report that's not me being all hyped up and trying to jack you guys up it's God and Jesus and Holy Spirit that's it and if faith doesn't move in you by the Spirit of God then nothing's gonna happen that's why the fire because it's coming to rout out everything that comes against the Spirit of God. It's coming to remove every root that gets in the way of what God's about to do in your life. It's about to burn it and remove it and take it away. And the Scripture foreseeing. Now that's a strange language. The scripture foreseeing. You know, the word always sees ahead of you. The words that have been given to you by God were already spoken. Even, even your destiny and purpose was already spoken. It was spoken. It's God's words. It's living words. Are you getting that? I'm telling you. Foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are in faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Listen, God's about to restore so many things in the kingdom. Are you hearing me? says that he wants to turn the hearts. Turn. 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 That means I'm turning into a different direction. Everything has repentance in it. I'm sorry. If the more I read scripture, it says repent and turn this way. You can't think that way anymore, so turn. And now you have to believe this way, so Turn. And you're not believing any different than you are over there, but God's always saying, turn, turn, turn. You must turn back. It was always when they turned away from the Lord, curses came. When they turned towards the Lord, when they turned towards blessing, I need to turn towards Him. I need to get my heart to move towards Him. Turn back. Because He's wanting to restore the generation. That means it doesn't mean the 70-year-olds are going to do something on their own. And the 10-year-olds are going to do something different. Are you hearing me? Because we get stuck in this place of the youth movement, the young adult movement, and all this stuff. And I believe this. God's trying to bring a church unified together to bring the purposes of God in the earth. It has to be multi-generational. It has to be. And so what's he burning out? He's burning out our agendas. He's burning out things that I hold on to that I think are my pet things that I need to accomplish. No, at it. I'm not yelling on purpose. Am I yelling? I'm kind of yelling at you. (laughs) at Please. <laughs> ready Isaiah 58 let me tell you one thing what's going to happen when you fast and pray God's going to burn some things out of your life no I'm not calling a corporate fast I'm not everyone gets nervous how long are we going to starve no, no. I'm talking about a fasted lifestyle where our lives are separated under God. Well, how can you be like that, 24 /7? We're going to ask the Lord tonight to do it, that I be separated under the gospel, right? It says this, Isaiah 58, verse 8, "And then your light shall break forth like the morning." What? Like the sun of righteousness? Because you've been called to heal the nations. You've been called to go heal and bring healing to the nations. I know it was already prophesied over Jesus, but it's called to every believer on the earth that we go and bring healing to the nations. Yes, with signs, wonders, miracles, and earthquakes, whatever it looks like. Come on. That the Holy Spirit will break forth. And there's going to be nothing that holds back the presence and power of God other than What you want to hold back. Because it shouldn't even be about... Yeah, we want it corporate. But God's looking for people that are just abandoning themselves. I always preach on abandonment every, every week. That your light shall break forth like the morning. And your healing shall spring forth speedily. How many need to be healed in some of their thinking? I'm just talking about thinking tonight. How many need to be healed in their body? Because if you need healing in your body. Then you shall call. Oh, there we go. Matthew 7, 7 again. Then you'll call and the Lord will answer. And you'll cry and he'll say what? Here am I because he's not far away. We think we're here and God's somewhere else. But he's not far away. As a matter of fact, he's right here. As a matter of fact, if you get too close, you'll bump into an angel in this place. Oh no, I promise you. Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst and the pointing of the finger... And the speaking of wickedness, which is here we go. Right? Accusation. Speaking against one another. Condemning this, condemning that. More people against something than they are for something. And I'm not talking about some weird unification of the church. Yo. I'm talking about God coming... And having a people that agree together for the kingdom of God to be manifest in the earth—that's all I'm talking about tonight. So don't put thoughts in your mind of what I'm thinking, because I, weird, I start thinking thoughts because they're bouncing. If you if you extend your soul to the hungry and you satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as, your darkness shall be as noonday. What happens when you turn on the lights? Darkness flees. What happens when you bring a believer into a place where there's sickness, disease, and people who need to be unbound? Come on, healing, deliverance, presence. God turns the light on. That's how it should be. Let it come, Lord Jesus. We've got to hasten the day of the Lord. I've got to hasten the day when He comes and He shows up like a refine in the previous chapter, it says that he's coming in like a burning launderer's soap, that he's come to clean everything and make us new. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. That means you're never in a dry place. Do you know that? There's no drought. There's no dry places for you. I'm prophesying to you right here. It's the Word says it. Not me. Strengthen your bones. And you shall be like a watered garden. Like a spring of water whose waters don't fail. That means the water is always there for you. And God's presence is always there for you. And the whole thing that shuts us off from God's presence is our minds. And what's going on in our hearts. Because as soon as you start clogging things up in your, in your body, in your mind, and your emotions, come on. I'm telling you that's what blocks the presence of the Lord. Those from among you. Who's that? That would be you. Those from among you shall build up the old waste places And they shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called a repairer of the breach, a restorer of the streets of dwelling. In an acceptable time, I'm going on a different scripture, 48 or 49, 8. In an acceptable time, I have heard you. In the day of salvation, I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to, to the people to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit desolate heritages. What's that mean? Desolate heritages. It's inheritances, inheriting inheritances that have been lost. And I'm telling you guys, there's a giant in spiritual inheritance, inheritance for everyone in this place. Giant for you. And like the Bible says, For your children's children. To restore the earth. To cause them to inherit the desolate heritage. Heritages. That you may say to the prisoner, go forth. And to those in darkness, show yourselves. And they shall feed along the roads. And their pastures shall be on the desolate heights. They shall neither what? Again. Again. Neither hunger or thirst. I don't know. The Bible promises that we'll never hunger or thirst. Yet where are we finding a church that's so thirsty? Come on, he brings water every time we desire. When I ask for the key and I say, God, will you come? Will you show up? Will you bring more water? Because here's what's happening. We need to call forth the rain in the time of rain well I've got enough I don't I don't I can tell you personally I don't I have enough for now for this moment but I don't have enough for tomorrow and his mercy's new every morning so I can just go to him every day and say God I need it for today I need my manna I need the water from heaven to come and touch my life because listen When God comes with fire, you're going to need water. For he who has mercy on them will lead them. And even by the springs of water he will guide them. I will make them each of my mountain a road. And my highway, ready, shall be elevated. What does that mean? I'm glad you asked. God wants you to walk in places that you haven't walked before. I'm going to go back to the fire of God. There's so many things that God wants to do in your family, and the fire of God's about to hit your family. I had two testimonies tonight of God healing family members. God can heal your family. I don't care what you think. You think it's impossible. God can heal it. God can heal the one that's off and doesn't doesn't see, can't see right now because they're blind. And even if they're saved and they, they say they can see, they can't see something right now because they are deceived in some way. And God's wanting to break open. And all he's looking for is a church that will go in and just say, God, will you come with the fire? I'm hastening for the day of the Lord. See, the wicked, it's crazy because the wicked will be burned up. But Peter said, he said that none would perish. Peter said he didn't want to lose one. That's why he's called you as an evangelist. That's why he's called you to reach out and touch people. That's why he's called you to bring the presence and power of God outside of the four walls we have here or out the four walls of your your house or whatever church you attend regularly. But here's the thing God's calling. God's calling. God's calling, and He sends fire. So stand with me tonight. Here's what's gonna happen I wanna be, in an, I want you all to be in an elevated place. I want you to live from a mountaintop and not from low level living. And here's what happens when God comes with fire, he brings. Everyone will react differently to the presence of God. People get freaked out by what, well, what might happen? Well, I don't know. Stick your finger in that socket and let's see how many different manifestations of people being electrocuted, what that looks like. No, I'm serious. Because when God comes with his presence, we all respond differently so this is a judgment free zone are you hearing me God can come however he wants tonight and I want you to be hastening Lord Jesus come because it's not about hastening for him to come to the earth it's about hastening for him to come to, come to my life right now and I'll have another 52 weeks of these altar calls just like this I don't really care because I think we need more of God than we think Because it's not just about coming in, clocking in, leaving. I'm good. I checked in, you know. So what we do, we open the whole front. So you just come. You don't have to be down the middle. This just, uh, uh, it's going to be chaos, hopefully. Are you okay with chaos? (laughs) Agree with me right now. Come on. Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, we're all here. We just, we thank you for who you are. Son of righteousness, we ask that you come and you burn in our hearts right now. Lord, you heal every wounded place, every place where anyone's wounded. Some of us need healing from relationships. Some of us need healing in our bodies. But Lord, we just come to you right now. We thank you that you do come like a refiner's fire tonight. That you come. Remember what I started the message with. Fire changes everything. So here's what I expect. I expect if you come forward tonight, when you come forward tonight, that you don't leave the same, that something's changed. That it's not just a usual courtesy fall or whatever. I don't want courtesy falls. I want you to come off off the fall. I want you to come off the ground and you be changed. That something actually changes. So, Lord, we thank you. I thank you for giving us every person in this place authority over every every single condition, everything in our minds, you've given us the ability to trample over it you've been given the ability to trample over it that means you trot over it and it becomes dust and it is no more so lord we declare that tonight we thank you for your supernatural presence we thank you for the power of god we thank you for the rest the rest your presence resting in this place we ask you to come and Lord change us so that we look more like you <laughs> I thank you that every person that looks in the mirror every morning father you'd help the, every one of us to rejoice And be thankful for who you are in our lives, God. Lord, take us out of a mindset that we intellectually know you. And move us into a reality of encountering you tonight. I thank you for the word and the spirit that's going to absolutely wreck people tonight. That your word over people and the spirit of God is going to transform and change just like you did your son. So we ask that you do that now in Jesus' name.